The Idiotville team would like to thank Community Access Media, The Atocalypse Food Truck, Palermo Realty, our Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners for their support and contributions. We love you, Erie. Idiotville is a mature podcast. We sometimes touch on adult themes and use adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, idiots. It's Idiotville 217. I am Dill Spears, and we are coming to you from the Hall of Justice, deep in one of the sub-basements of Stark Tower in downtown New York City. In the hall with me today, Anna Hartvigson. I'm so glad I could make it to New York. It was was a trip. Touch and go. Touch and go. Brent and Liberty. The end stands for now it's meteorological fall. Guess we're just dealing with that. I'm here for it. Mm. And our very special in-studio guest, the host of one of my favorite podcasts, BuddyCast, Mr. Nick Sorensen. Nick, how you doing, bud? Good. You? Hey, I thought awesome. the end stood for never here or something like that. <laughs> it stood for a bunch of things. One time it stood for necrophilia. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> so, um, there's a, a ton of stuff going on this Labor Day weekend. Mm. Uh, Brent and I did the, the big... Fantasy draft last night. Yeah, Ted Brogan was there. Uh, we had Ryan Louis sub in. Yeah. Former yeah. guest Chris LaFury. They're going to run the team together. The, yeah. Ryan and the Fury, I guess they're going to call it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I really, what I wanted was for Chris and Paul to be on a team oh together so they could be CP3. <laughs> All that, and Paul can fuck things up, and Chris can be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. um, we had, uh, oh gosh, we had everybody. Uh, Doug, Doug from yeah Charleston, Charleston in charge. charge. He flew up for it. Yeah, wow. right. big big D was here. Uh, Joe Brogan was here. Yeah. Oh gosh, Jake Barco. Yeah. Everybody, basically. You weren't lying when you said you were hungover. Oh my God, I'm so hungover. <laughs> I, you know, I realized through this how old I'm getting. At one point in time, I'm like, man, I am crushing these beers. I'm putting them away because I've been putting my empties up there, and there were four of them. I'm like. <sighs> Fantasy draft in like 2006, there would be like 13 of them up there right now. Yeah, we did this <laughs> thing. And if you're a fantasy football player and you run a league, I can't recommend fan draft. We need to they're, get not, from them. they're not paying us anything, yeah. but they're so good. If they want to. I had to pimp them out a little bit because it is the we have a TV hanging in the garage, and I just HDMI to my laptop, and we had everything on a big display. You just draft remotely from a device. You don't have to worry about somebody not knowing where to put the first overall pick sticker on the board, um, which happened. So it also works, too, if you're like, you have to do it remotely. Like, because if you have a league for that long with that many guys, eventually somebody's moving. I think a lot of people have. Yeah. That has to be a common thing now. Yeah, it, 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 it's always been hard. I have one where we, we sort of zoomed everybody in, and we've done that for years. 
So you know, like even pre-Zoom times, you know, you just have their their faces up there, they're watching it and everything. But something like this, you can be anywhere and still like participate. And that's what's kind of cool of it. Yeah, we actually had to do it last year. And the only reason I looked for it was because we had people, uh, Steve Castle was at his daughter's soccer game and he was drafting from the middle of a soccer field in Ohio. And then Doug was, you know, Doug's in Florida. So it was really easy to do, except that draft last year was the single hottest event of my entire life. And I've been to the Middle East. Oh, I was uh, roasting we, in your I, yard last night, I, last week. Oh. I came into the house and took my shirt off and it walked downstairs and put itself on the washing machine. <laughs> like it was bad. But last night we had a great time. We had uh, tacos and nachos and uh, everybody brought dips and Steve Castle brought the uh, the cannoli dip. Yum. Which I had to stay away from because I could have just eaten the dip part with a it spoon. It is literally so good. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I just like last year we are all like talking about what we're going to bring. This year I couldn't really bring anything. I've been busy at work and I came straight to work from here. I didn't even stop home. Yeah. So last year it was, yeah, it was Lafira and I where we were like, oh man, I know this absolute great dessert that's perfect for these things. Like, oh, me too. Like, oh, we'll both bring them. And then we both show up with a cannoli dip. <laughs> <laughs> Um, usually I smoke a brisket for this. Ooh, okay. Too much like work. Yeah. Um, plus, we had a brisket at last week's draft, so I didn't want to double up on it, so I just did uh, tacos and fajitas, and it was perfect. Yeah. And just, I bought a gallon of cheese. And, of course, Big D was like, I'm going to need that and a straw. Yeah, he's obsessed <laughs> with cheese. So, Dick, do you play in any leagues? I used to. I used to play in a work league, and I used to work playing a family league. I no longer work at that league and um, the family league kind of uh, kind of like disappeared because a lot of people started having kids a lot of people started just doing their own thing but it was fun I loved it if you guys have an opening next year by all means oh we, yeah we'd 100% call you mm-hmm. I'll tell you one of my favorite things my brother um, he's he works in Sagertown and they have a work league and they look at him like he's fucking Matthew Barry mm-hmm. because I've talked to him about it I told, I told him how to do it he's more far more a novice than anybody in this room but this is one of those leagues where people are like oh first overall pick Aaron Rodgers, like dumb shit like that. So I'm like, load up on running backs. You can get this later. Here's who you get early. Here's who you get late. Make mm-hmm. sure you know the scoring system so you can do these things. And just do that. It's, I kind of ran it down to him. And it's not like us, where if you played with us, you can go in with a game plan. And if you execute 20% of it, you had a good draft. So he gets everybody he wants. It's like a $50 pay-in league. He just cashes checks every year. <laughs> the work that I was in, I was telling you guys before we started this thing, I was number like four on the list and right in front of me it was predicted to go like oh um some wide receiver some running back and then obj and then me i was gonna get like someone from like the lions or someone like that but the guy in front of me messed up and got someone from the browns like some kevin guy from the browns and i jumped on obj and in the, yeah, in the same league i got obj and tom brady back when tom brady was on the patriots all in one in one league. Like I didn't know that was possible. My girlfriend told me that I was under no circumstances to draft Tom Brady in any event, <laughs> or it was over. See, that's <laughs> awesome. when I was like, don't get me wrong, I'm a 
I'm a diehard Steelers fan, but if you have a chance to get Tom Brady, you know, I don't, on the league. I don't not draft players from teams. Yeah. I have a couple of do not drafts. Yeah. But I, but, but they're not, you know, I don't have like personal vendettas against them. This is all performance they, based. They it's screwed like, me in fantasy. Yeah. Like, I'll never ever draft Christian McCaffrey ever again. I will at the right place. Yeah, not like, at like, two. I drafted, what, like eight yesterday, and if Christian McCaffrey would have been, I would have taken him. But, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I drafted, uh, I, I won last year. Thank you very much. So I was, I drafted at 12. I got the wraparound. So. Yeah. Oh, no, that means I probably I drafted second. But that's the beauty of fantasy. Yeah. You never know. You could be the last draft, but you can still get the best players, you know, because some people, yeah. Unless, I'm going with this guy, or you can go with like a rookie who you don't know about. Like, I'm going to go with Juju Smith Schuster back when he was a rookie, you know, because no one, everyone's passing on him. Bam. I got him yes. in the, the 22nd round his rookie year, and people were offering me like kidneys and their children, yeah. the title to their house for him. Yeah, I yeah, should have. Something that like that. Done. This is it's a very it, the, the way this league's frame would be way too hard to describe on here. But yeah. if you can get that kind of value super late, let's just say they carry a lot of value for multiple years. Brent had Antonio Brown at the height of his career for I think four years. Wow. Yeah, every year he just kept. Him. Oh, I think my favorite though that one was when I traded for Patrick Mahomes, who was a backup. Because I'm like, I believe in this kid. You got him in like the 20th round. I'll play this game. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, boom. <laughs> Did you win the league that year? I uh, I think I came in second. I might have won. It was close. I just know they didn't do it the next year because I I had put some money aside to pay for next year's dues. And I mean I can't blame anybody because we're talking 2019 into 2020. Right. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So. Um, there's a, a bunch of fun stuff going on. It's Labor Day weekend. We're all just kind of, oh, we have prod Anna and and Nick and I were, were talking before the show. Anna was like, it's Labor Day weekend. It's a long weekend. We have a lot on our to-do list. Yeah, this month has yeah. been crazy. Oh, like, my gosh. so much shit to do. I, first of all, I can't believe it's September. Yeah. Second... I, I have four days off because I took Friday off. I keep thinking it's Sunday because I took yesterday off. But I, I yesterday I cleaned my garage out. Like I had to for the draft because that's where we were. But it's like, oh, now I have three days. So we're going over to Big D's house because he's having a barbecue. Um, but like tomorrow, I, I don't have anything to do. I might do laundry. You have some yard work if you want to come to my No, uh, thanks. <laughs> I'm trying to quit. Um, that's why I pay my landlord extra so I don't have to do the yard work. Fair enough. You know, it's one of the reasons I like, really appreciate my friendship with Anna. And I think we're all pretty good about this with each other. But you're in your like own world when you're working or at home or just doing things. And we've always been pretty good at like saying this is exactly how I'm feeling about things, you know, and not like the front you have to put up. <laughs> we're just talking this week and we're both like facing just huge projects and stuff at work. And we're just like, help me. I'm fucking drowning. I feel Literally like I drowning. can barely move. My new job. I have to tell people is like um, it's such a radical departure from what I was doing. I was busy from the time I started in the morning until the time I left. Like I didn't have a moment to myself where I wasn't putting out some small fire. This new job, my boss told me that I have PTSD from my old job. <laughs> she's like, you, she's like, you can take a breath. 
she's like, I don't need to know where you are at all times. Like, just be available if I need you. Be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. That's a hard, like, thing, though, oh, to wrap like, your head it, around. It's moving my brain into yeah. that space from my old job. Because you default back, and you're like, oh, my God. I was oh like, God. oh, I, so I find ways to keep myself busy with work stuff. But it's like... I, um, I, I don't know what to do. Like, we're still, like, the group that I'm in charge of is so new. You know, a lot of places we're like, oh, we have to find the answers. We're still trying to figure out what the questions are. Like, yeah. we do not know all of the questions yet. And then we have to figure out which ones are important and, like, how are we going to solve this problem? And basically what we did was take a bunch of work from, like, four or five different teams and pull it all into one. And I've got these five people that work for me that are so good at their jobs that I don't have to talk to them. I talk to them in the morning. I say, hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? You can send some of that juju to this side yeah. of the table. And then, <laughs> and then the rest of my day is like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna be in work groups so that we can figure out some of this stuff. And I work with this woman who is like a Microsoft Excel savant. But while he was talking, I just got two emails about different suggestions about like, my project. I think about it as our side. Like when I showed up and we just like with each other and we just felt so like... <sighs> Yeah. I mean, on this thing, I have received two emails. You receive emails? Yeah. I, I do nothing but receive emails. Receiving emails is my job. Oh, what do you do there? Sounds like a cool job. I answer, now, emails. So. I, I answer emails and fill out spreadsheets. Yeah. Yeah. But you know who I'm jealous of? Who's that? This fucking guy right here who's in total senioritis mode on his job. Yeah. Yep. So, Nick, uh, we understand you, you don't need to go into details. That's fine. Uh, we understand that you've, uh, you're moving to another position. Yes, I'm moving from one industry to a sales industry. I couldn't pass up the offer. I've got a lot going on in my life right now, some of which I can't just say yet. We're going to leave that as yeah. a dangling plot thread, and we'll come yes. back to it. You'll see it maybe December or something like that, yeah. but um, I couldn't pass up an offer. I'm moving to John D. Schultz, so if you need some furniture, come see me. I'll take care of you. I'm probably going to hit you up. Yes, I will take care of you. I'll find you the good deals. They made me an offer, you know, salary plus commission. You can't pass that up offer, you know? Yeah. Well, especially, like, your lifestyle. Like, what fits in? Like, it's not something you consider, but, like, I think the more and more you get comfortable in a work situation, you start to realize, like, what do I, what fits in my life? Exactly. Best, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's Exactly. Uh, you it, need you need something, like, I need a job with interaction, because that's what I love with BuddyCast, the interaction, the talking face-to-face with you, asking you questions, getting answers, getting the feedback. That's what I love about BuddyCast, where if you're just sitting behind a computer all day just typing and typing and typing it's like Loser yeah exactly it's like yeah. I need to stand up and go to the vending machine or I need to stand up and I, I find myself yeah. doing that a lot where I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like okay <laughs> my brain is being run via chaos magic this morning mm-hmm. and I'm trying to do 15 different projects I'm just going to take my dog outside for 20 minutes bingo yeah. that and to me that's the best way to relax oh yeah <laughs> you know it is until the dog barks at a squirrel or something goes chasing after you you know? Yeah, yeah. Then you're dogs. thinking, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. You know, running down the street. 
you know? So something oh, yeah. I think ties into like everything that's going on right now is we're talking Labor Day, mm-hmm. and what we're all learning is we all have a lot going on professionally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like there's yeah. things are insane for us, but we still find time, we still find a way to do this. And the, what we have that we're lucky about is we have multi people on the show. So there's been times like you haven't been here in a couple weeks because you have a ton going on, and that's okay. You know, we 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 can pick up the slack. But it, for somebody like Nick, where he You're is good. buddy cast, <laughs> like how do you find the ability and time to do that? It's all about managing. It's all about finding out. It's like finding out your schedule. Okay, I have my personal schedule, my fiance, um, family life. Uh, you know, what do I need to get done first? And finding out how I can manage this aspect into that. Finding out, hey, honey, can I? Are you okay if at noon tomorrow I talk to this person? Yeah, that's fine. Or hey, tomorrow I thought we had lunch plans. Okay, what about the next day? Yeah, that's fine. You know, I made just a pack before I started the show. Buddy Cash would not interfere with anything in our lives. No, you know, she would never come after Buddy Cast. Even if I had someone like, let's say I had Tom Hanks coming on the show or something like that. I would push him back because I promised Jess I would do lunch with her. That's a really good yeah. I love And that. I told her that. I'm like, the minute you feel Buddy Cast comes before you, the minute you feel like it's becoming too much, you let me know, done. That's it. Final episode, you, you know. I feel like that's a huge way you hit burnout is when mm-hmm. you prioritize it and you... you make it work over other priorities in your life. Exactly. And it takes the enjoyment out of it. Exactly. When it stops being fun, it's time to take a step back. When it starts overriding the rest of your life. Because I love, you know, you know, I love BuddyCast. I love everything about, I love talking to people like you about what makes you unique. But when it comes to the business aspect of it, I hate it. I hate, you know, I have sponsors, absolutely. But I hate asking people, would you like to be a sponsor of BuddyCast? You know, because I've had periods where I've gotten, where I focused on that. I focused on the sponsorship. I focused on that. But then after a while, I decided, you know what? Back to the fun. Let's not focus on that. You'll get the right people when you get them. And I go back to the fun part and it it adds that element. It's like a snap of your fingers. It adds that element. You must have a good balance though too because I think that what you just talked about is the reason that a lot of shows end. Because Mm -hmm. you You focus too much on that. Like you want the business, 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 business. You don't focus on why did you start this in the first place? You just want money. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and and when it becomes about money, it's like a marriage. If yeah. it becomes all about money all the time. You get burnt out. Yeah, it's it's not gonna end well. No. Um let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk more to Nick about some things that he has on the table potentially, and uh, we're gonna talk a lot more about BuddyCast, and we will be right back. Hey Erie. <laughs> Where do you get your tacos? Listen in every week to Idiotville Podcast. And play our game. Where's the Conquistador? Only on Idiotville Podcast. Time for the Apocalypse Food Truck Beer Segment. Uh, we are recording uh, 
in the hall of justice yet again because Cam was closed this week it's for the holiday. holiday. Yeah. So uh, our good buddy Nick is here. Uh, you know Nick from Buddy Cast. Forty and under forty. Forty under forty. Um, many other things. Very distinguished gentleman we have with us. Yes. <laughs> he, he brought a beer in. Um, Brent, why don't you tell us what the beer is? Okay. So what we have is watermelon. Yeah, watermelon gummy. Erie Brewing Company. Cream Erie. Is this creamery? 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 Yeah. Whoa, hey, shut up, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> a nice local beer. 7.2. Yes, yeah, 7.2. Ah, uh, it's a great way to start the day after <laughs> drinking all day yesterday. It's a sour IPA, so two okay. of America's most wanted in the same motherfucking place at the same motherfucking time. Oh. I'll admit, I never had this beer before. I saw it yesterday. I was going to pick up the cram box that they have in honor of school coming back, but then I'm like, this sounds more interesting. This looks more tasty. This is like a good summer wrap up beer like yeah it's yeah it's perfect um holiday weekend yeah and it's, it's got that nice like after summer like you said after summer taste like hey yeah. summer's wrapping up here you go yeah you know it's not over yet exactly Almost, though. it ain't over till it's over i like this huh? i'm gonna try yeah it's good it is yeah, nice wow. yeah. yeah wow it's really it's really nice. wow thinking you were going to go with the pickle beer type of deal. Like. Shut your <laughs> poor mouth, Nick. Wow, no one has ever said that he has a poor mouth. Nick is, Nick is like the nicest guy we know, and Brent's over here. Um, Crushing my spirits already or something. <laughs> no, this is good. I like this a lot. Yeah. So, um, let me go ahead and pull this up on Untapped, and we'll see if there's anything. It's not as light as some sours are. There's like mm -hmm. a little bit of body to it. Yeah. yeah. But the sour really comes through, which is, mm -hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's not too watermelon. Like it's not like yeah. It's not like you know when you drink like um like a soda or something like that. It's like you know you have like one of those dum dum pops and you can right. taste it automatically. And like fake watermelon taste like sucks. So that's yeah. what I'm always holding my breath about. But this is really good. This is a really good balance. Mm -hmm. That's what I was saying. I'm like, I'm going to be like, this is going to be like one sip and it's going to be like those sour watermelon candies that you get. Like you go automatically know. Like, like, yeah, yeah I, I really thought it's just actually, this is better than I hate watermelon. Mm -hmm. You were just talking about I that. I hate watermelon. Melons are like the worst mm -hmm. fruit except watermelon. I'll disagree with you there. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of payoff. I'm getting all sticky. There's a lot of cutting. There's seeds or sometimes there's not seeds. <laughs> and I'm just getting this tasteless shit. I'm like, not a fan. I'm, I don't like watermelons. Well, you're allowed to not like things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is called watermelon gummy. Gummy? Yeah. Alright. And I would, and the funny part was when before this all started, I was hearing you talk about you said something about watermelons before we walked in, and I'm like, oh great. Like we were walking in, and I'm like, oh great, this is gonna be a fun segment. That's there's something on there's almost like a grit to it. Is anybody else getting mm -hmm. that? Yeah. yeah. It's creamery, yeah. Yeah. gummy watermelon. Um, 
7.2% ABV. It's got an average of 3.872. Mm. Um, it is an IPA sour. Yeah, I'm getting far more of the sour than I am the IPA. No, yeah. 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 But it brings a little bit of that IPA. I can definitely it. taste, you can yeah. taste the, you can taste the IPA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like that's kind know. of a nice twist from like a typical sour. So here's what it says. Uh, our sour IPA series combining hundreds of fresh watermelon candies with vanilla soft serve. 440 pounds of watermelon puree. Now that you mentioned yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> Lactose sugars for a fruit ice cream feel. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's find some comments. <clears throat> Almost like the journey of it. Like the yeah. sour comes up front, and that's where you kind of taste the, the like the vanilla ice cream with it. Yeah. But it has like this finish that's just very like watermelon. It's just it's, like you're drinking a float or something like that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Big tall goof says <laughs> uh, lots of sediment. I think it's from the dairy. This is a weird one. Watermelon is out there, but kind of strange with the creaminess. I think the ugly floaties are throwing me off. If I were blindfolded, I think I'd be more okay with. It three out of five, so probably better out of a can, <laughs> but also that, yeah, that sediment that's what we were talking about. It's not really, I mean, if there was more of it, and perhaps you get certain batches like you get it out of a keg, if it's like a bottom keg draw, you might get a little more out of it, yeah. But I'm not getting so much where it's like wildly distracting. I, I think what they need to do with these, honestly, is when they sell them. Turn the labels upside down mm-hmm. so that you have to store it upside down. And when you open it, you flip it so that makes the sediment go through it. Yeah. I, I honestly, you guys are going to laugh. I do that with almond butter. Like I get the Wegmans almond butter that separates with the oil on yeah. top. So you just store it upside down and that way all the oil comes to the top and it's easier to mix. Um, so this Noted. guy, Brian E. says. Brian E. Classic Brian. Classic Brian says, oh my. This is really good, but not but not Arche's Omega Oof. Good, but still yummy. Uh, looks like 4.75 he gave it. He just wow. wanted to drop in that he knew this other beer. Yeah. Because yeah. he still rated this insanely high. Yeah, he still, <laughs> still gave us an excellent rating, yeah. but he was definitely trying to direct you to that other beer. Like, if you like this, you'll love that. Yes. And I probably work for them. Christine E. Really good, and I'm Christine not a sour e. girl. Four out of five. Is that like that Stone Temple Pilot song? Maybe. Uh, Matt P says everything is so good. Everything. Everything. He's just in a good mood. I like it. Emily I <laughs> loved it. Five out of five. All right. Uh, Tim O is on the other end of the spectrum. Tim spectrum. O. Tim O. Tim O. This was not good. Artificial flavor. Nothing stands out except, ugh, I don't know. 0.75. Ah, that's a little harsh. So it is harsh, and I think that to go back, like as soon as you read, like, oh, this is watermelon candies, like this tastes like watermelon candies, which is artificial flavor, but like it's not so heavy on that that I don't like it. Well, it's because if you wanted to flavor this with actual watermelons, I don't like them, but at the same time, like if we're being objective and don't care about what I think about watermelons, you do like, oh, we flavor this with real watermelons. It's not going to show through in Mm -hmm. the beer. It has to be. If you want that, you have to go with the candy for it. It's the only way it's going it completely embodies what it is. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely taste the watermelon candy in this. Yeah. I taste a little bit of the sour. Like the Jolly like, Rancher is what it tastes yeah, like. Yeah, and it's yeah. not it's not bad, and I love the watermelon Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. Like, if you were going to order me bulk Jolly Ranchers, 
NFL listeners, if you're going to order bulk Jolly Ranchers for Dill, <laughs> just get the water. So they're going to get right on that, Dill. Like they're going to go down to their little store and just order them up for you. Any of the red or pink shade Jolly oh, Ranchers awesome are the best. <laughs> so what's your least favorite Jolly Rancher? Oh. Sour apple. Mm. I don't know. I can't stand it. They make me cough. I mean, if I'm going to get shot here or anything, I'm not a fan of the blue. You know what? Yes. Those, those, are, those are hit or miss. The blue ones are hit or miss. Yeah. I don't like the blue ones. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm about to agree. I didn't have an answer, but that's a good answer. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan, fan of the blue. Like, I just, it, no, I can't do the raspberry. You know, like, just blue raspberry? No. I love blue raspberry stuff, but I think, isn't that, that was like a later edition. They did yeah. not always have blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when they threw those fucking rainbows in the Lucky Charms. Like, where the hell are you? Yeah. yeah, they kept adding Lucky Charms to the Lucky they, Charms. They might still yeah. be. I realize I don't watch cartoons anymore. There's no so. cartoons on Saturday mornings anymore. I know. Yeah. There's, I no, watch there's, no, cartoons. there's no good cartoons anymore in days. Like, I know we're all a fan of the 90s Nick, you know, or something like that, but that was when the ages were got. But I, I, I'm, I'm a little old for that. Well, no. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah talk, talk to us. We're, yeah. we're, we're yeah. talking like Prime Doug, Rugrats, Red, yeah. and Stimpy. Oh that goodness. was our shit. Yeah. yeah 100%. But now it's like this like crazy, like, Loud House or like some stuff that you know they're just sitting in your room saying, we need a new cartoon. What do we got? You know, like. I, I feel like though when they hit on one of those cartoons, oh, they absolutely okay. just crush it. Oh, yeah. So, Gravity Falls. Oh, yeah, Gravity Falls was excellent. Falls. That like, got to the one where Smart Dumb liked it, and I'm just like, yo, go, move over. We gotta see. What, like what's going on with Uncle Stan this week? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For me, my my 90s cartoons basically start and end with, with Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Like, the so first good. run of Animaniacs was the funniest thing I have ever seen. Yeah. And the Batman animated series, oh, which yeah. to me is probably the best yeah. serious cartoon of all time. Yeah, it was actually yeah. kind of funny. They had on HBO Go, they're like, series, you need to rewatch. And it was like The Sopranos, The Wire, Eastbound and Down. Uh, I forget, like some of like some other of theirs. And then it was like Batman the Animated Series. And I'm like, I was telling Lady Liver, like, okay. they have never nailed it ever like these four. Like, oh, <laughs> yes, you need to rewatch all of these. I, I really <laughs> want to have an excuse to just watch all of the Batman animated series, then Superman, then Justice League, because they're good. Okay, I don't want to get too in the weeds on this, but I will say, I feel that their Harvey Dent was the best Harvey Dent in the history of Harvey Dent. I believe in Harvey Dent. Great yeah. slogan, Harvey. I, <laughs> I counter with Billy D. Williams. Well, apparently you didn't think of Tommy Lee Jones, motherfucker. Tommy Lee Jones was like, here's some cocaine, Tommy. Just chew on all the scenery. Like, that's... <laughs> that's that's hard to get so him bad. to chew on the scene. I just imagine him sitting there scowling all day. He probably just would, like, look up from the paper and, like, have to take his reading glasses off and be like... <laughs> it was like the fifth take. Oh, so you want me to act like a bigger asshole? I'll do it. Like perfect. He's like, really? That's how. That's how they did. Yeah. That. Oh, that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> now here's the question: Who's your favorite Joker? Novak Djokovic. Oh, who would be my favorite? Joe Randa. No. My favorite. I knew this was going to spike your debate. That's why I asked it. Uh, we actually had this discussion. Cesar Romero. Um, I will say Jack Nicholson. Mm. Uh, they, you know, they all bring different things. So I was just going to say, you know, after careful consideration, it has to be Jared Leto. Mm. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the Heath Ledger. I think, although it cost, like Heath Ledger, although it cost him his life, I was a big fan of Heath Ledger just because he put himself into that role. Like, he he gave it his all. He didn't just, you know, like, half-ass it or anything. He Anna. jumped on it. I feel like I really can't. I've, like, watched these movies but never 
been super invested, so... You know, I watched 10 <laughs> Things I Hate About You again recently, and yeah. you're just like, shit, he could have been a star. Like, nobody oh, else could pull that creepy-eyed, like, yeah. singing shit to Julia Stiles. He could be just like, he is so attractive, and he's so charismatic, that would pull it off. I did that, I would be locked in a cell for fucking 10 years. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's rate the beer. Okay. <laughs> um, and I will posit this before we rate the beer. Keith Ledger's Joker, not the Joker. Mm-hmm. He was a, a homicidal, like a homicidal they, maniac dressed like a clown. But do you feel like that's when they really started to divert a little bit from who the well, Joker like, was? Yeah. And yes, give him other very much. Because that was the whole that series of the Batman. That was that whole point. Like these aren't like just villains. Like these aren't like cartoon villains that are running around town trying to you know. These are real people acting like maniacs. Trying to do stuff like deeper backstory. Yeah, like Bane, yeah. you know. Where so as like, a movie, I appreciate it. Don't get yeah. me started on Bane. I mean, I love yeah. that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, oh, yeah. Like yes, what do you think of the yeah. <laughs> you merely adopted the dog. Uh, I was born. My, my problem with the Christopher Nolan Batmans is it was like what Jordan did in the NBA in like the mid to late 90s, where every kid that came out was trying to be that, but it was the great value version. So you just got Harold Miner and Isaiah Ryder just dominating the ball and fucking up teams. That's what Christopher Nolan did to that genre That's there for a few years. Interesting until. analogy, Brett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's rate the beer. Uh, Anna. I go first. Um, I'm going to give this a four because I think it hits right on recommend. I think if it, like, if somebody was looking for something like, oh, I like sours, like this, like, it would have to be kind of like a niche thing, but I would recommend it. I think it's good. I think it, it's got good flavor. It follows through all the way. kind of takes you on a little journey. Ooh. Okay. Brent? I'm going to actually agree. I'm going to go with the four because I think it provides enough for the sour novice and the, like, veteran sour drinker. There's that sour in there. Like you said, it takes you on that journey, and it seems all kind of apropos. It's a very summery beer here as we kind of celebrate the unofficial end of summer this weekend. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think if, you, if you're, like, one of those people who just drinks sours and you're always trying to find the best, I think this is one that you got to try. And if you're somebody who's just like, I don't know, I don't really fuck with sours all that much. This is one you need to give a try to. So, because it hits both, and I think that, yeah, your seasoned vets and your rookies are both going to enjoy it the same, and I'm somewhere in between on that, I'm 100% giving it a recommended for. Uh, before we go to Nick, uh, Jonathan Burdick says uh, Mark Hamill is the best Joker, and you know what? Oh, he's right. Oh. I think he's right. Did you guys ever hear Mark Hamill reading Donald Trump tweets as the Joker? Oh, I did, actually. Yeah, he did that. Trump. I love oh, it. it. That was so good. And then they had, um, they had, uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh, Josh Groban. Mm-hmm. Read. Uh, Josh Brolin. Okay. Oh, sorry. You raise me up. That was That would be awesome. Have him read uh, Trump tweets in his singing voice. No, it was it was uh, Josh Brolin reading Trump tweets as Thanos. Mm, okay. Oh. And there was just one where he just goes, "Maga." <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Um, 
I would definitely give it a four too. It's like it's the perfect mix of sour and IPA. Like it's not too much of one or the other. It's not something like when I pick this up, I'm like, this is gonna. I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this. This is gonna be like the pickle beer or something like that, where everyone's gonna risky. be like, it was a risky yeah. Choice. yeah, it was like because it's gonna be too like sour. It's gonna be like that sour candy you pick up and like people try it for the first time and then spit it out immediately or something like that, you know. But it's it's the perfect mix. It's a good definitely end of summer treat. Like you're, you know, it's not like too summer. But it's not like at the same time. It's not like pumpkin, beer, you know, brew or something yeah. like that. Where you know, well, balls here. You're gonna have like so. eight of these, and then go hit up the wave pool at Waldemere for the last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, puke yeah. in the wave pool, start fights with children. Like you can do it. You That'll be the standard Waldemere. Visit. Yeah, just standard. Waldemere. Oh god, there's gonna be a fight at Waldemere this weekend, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Well, there was one at the Erie High game last night. Yeah. Was... So maybe that got it out of people's systems. Uh, I was just maybe. thinking, as Anna was telling us about, you know, see, going to the McDowell game yesterday, and oh yeah. It was cool. It sounded like a hell of a game, and I was just thinking, well, since Smart Dumb goes to Collegiate Academy, his high school team was Erie High, and I'm like, I never go to those games. Those are like the Maury Povich show. I am not going to that. That is terrifying. <laughs> well, you can come watch McDowell right. with me. Yeah. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and rate the beer, um, and then we're gonna we are going to talk about the Atocalypse food truck Ooh. because we have to play our game. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also going to give this a four. Uh, you guys basically hit on all the notes on it that I want to hit. I think it's it's very sweet, but the watermelon doesn't overpower you. I can't taste the cream ice cream in it, but I think that this is the perfect summer beer. It, it hits every single note. This is one of those ones that I'm going to rec- recommend to my girlfriend's daughter and her boyfriend because they love the sours. And this is, this is excellent. Four out of five. It's a recommended beer from us. And and I will say that uh, this is one of yes. the first times we've had a Blank. unanimous. My man. So, uh, Brent. Oh my God, it's that time for that it's game that we love. Time to play the game. Game. Where we journey deep into the, the jungles of Mexico, and ask ourselves, where? Conquistador. Where is the Conquistador? Well, I'm finding them. Just give me Hey, Erie, where do I you get your body parts? In the wild. Yeah. Well, we, I got food on the way. Hey, you know, I'm glad. I always love when people find El Conquistador in the wild. But luckily, you know, we, we do this. We do this so you're, you don't have to just rely on blind luck. You have an educated guess as to where he is. And if you're trying to go and find him today, I want you to just chill with your family because it's closed for a wedding. Mm. I just imagine that conversation where. So you can hire him for weddings. Yeah, yeah. you can. Ooh. Imagine going to a wedding yeah, that and that's your food. Yep. So like, I'm imagining going to like, I can't believe it's our holiday weekend, my long week, I have to go to this stupid wedding. Oh shit, taco truck. Yeah. Like that's a huge win. Good for those people. I'm really happy for you because I, don't, I wouldn't want to go to a wedding this weekend either, but at least you got the conquistador. So, he's getting to that point of the season where, you know, the kids are back in school, so he's not doing as much lunch stuff. I'm pretty sure the season's starting to wind down, I st- but we still got plenty of opportunities to see the Conquistador, luckily. So, you're kind of waiting then again to the ninth, where he's going to be a black monk from five to eight. Okay. This seems like a good way. So it's, I think it's rolling into the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's like next Friday? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, next Friday, we all had a long week of work. Everything's getting back to normal. The kids are going to school. You're really sick of their Wait, shit. Wait, I think it's Thursday. I thought the ninth was a Friday. Oh, the ninth. I think yeah. the eighth. Just kidding. Just yeah. Kidding. 
You don't treat yourself. You don't have many opportunities to treat yourself. You can't go there in the middle of winter and get the. You know, have the what does he do during the winter? You know. Oh, I know. You know, yeah. Dreams of tacos. <laughs> Him and his taco truck. They drive off into the sunset, <laughs> and it's like Frosty the Snowman. He might have melted away, but you know he'll be come back again next year to play. Yep. Say goodbye, but don't you cry. I'll be, we'll be back, back again, again someday. someday. <laughs> and then on the tenth, that Saturday, a week from today, he's closed for a grad party and a wedding. I like to believe it is one hillbilly shotgun wedding. That's both. Like this girl graduated high school like eight and a half months pregnant, and she's getting married. So they just combined them. Yeah. And apparently they they have they have their grad parties in September <laughs> when people graduate. My brain hurts from you saying that. Okay, so yeah. you that's my problem. Okay, so if you're having your grad party now, and it's a high school grad party, a lot of people you're inviting, either, even if you were just like, you had different pathway, and that's fine, but a lot of the people that you were friends with in high school that you would be inviting, they've probably gone to college, they've probably joined the military, or doing God knows what. How many of those people can actually go to this? Mm. Well, 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 the conquistador well, can't. They're going to find their way back. There's somebody who's like going AWOL from basic, just being like, I'm getting the hell back. I yeah. have to get tacos. So, um, what else do we have? Anything? Well, we wait an entire week from there. It's as far as I can go. But the 17th, he's going to be a cauldron and thorn. So, double, double toil and trouble. Yeah. We're getting Macbeth up in this bitch. Yes. And he's going to go there and, and give our beloved Wiccan community... A little bit of boost by giving them a lot of bit of tacos. A lot of bit of tacos. It really is. Jess was telling me it's it's uh, it's picking up. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. I'll also give props to them for a second. Like, what a niche store in a neighborhood where things normally don't work because it's a little too touristy to be like the locals use it. But it's a little too local where the tourists are going to hit it up. It's a weird location, but that shit pops. They've been doing great things there. Like, that's really impressive. We're actually gonna have uh, we're gonna have Jess on here before too long so oh. she can talk about some of the stuff that she's been doing. Um, I definitely want them. to. So um, we'll talk about that, and uh, I'm sure she's not listening because it's uh, 11:30 on a Saturday. She's probably doing things that are important that don't involve <laughs> listening to her cousin and his friends do a podcast. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna wrap up the Apocalypse Food Truck Beer segment. I guess it is time. It is time. And we all say, beers to ya! We are back from the Apocalypse Food Truck beer segment. We're back. And we just want to take a quick moment to remind you about our sponsors, Palermo Realty. Yes. With Palermo Realty, I'm thinking of everybody right now celebrating that Labor Day weekend. And you know what? I think there is no better way to reward your own labor than being able to be proud of the place that you come home to. Luckily, we know a guy. We do know a guy. Yes. So if you're just looking around your digs and you're thinking, man, I can improve this. I want high-class amenities at a reasonable price. 
You go to Player Boat Realty. They'll get you hooked up. Yes. Be living like a king, and it's not going to break your wallet. So I would suggest doing it. And and what's going to happen to you? You're going to get paid. What else? Then you're going to get laid. And? You're going to get real. Boom. Is it always in that order? Yeah. Every single time. Okay, so you get paid because you rent. You're just like, wow, for this palace, I only have to pay you that much? That's getting paid back. And then you're just like, you got this extra money. You go out, and all the, the, I don't know, whoever, the, the men's or women's or whatever you're interested in, they come by like, wow, check out this freaking pad. This is awesome. This guy's getting laid. Yeah. Then you're getting laid. Then that person leaves the next day and you're sitting there, man, I got this fat wad of cash. I just got freshly laid. If I want to make this work long term, I got to get real. So So get paid. Get laid. Get get real with Polaro Realty. Thanks, Polaro. Nick's like, I would never do this with my sponsors ever. <laughs> well, the best thing is, is we just... call them and be like, hey, do you guys want out of this? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have never had a crossword about that sponsorship. But there's a thing that we have to do quickly. Uh, and this is Brent and I have a, a public service announcement that we like to we bring have, out. Yeah, we made this on every drinking holiday. Every, every, every summer drinking holiday. Yes. So uh, every time there's a three-day weekend, I think back to the time Brent Liberty and I were driving the uh, rack truck down Fairmount Parkway on the Saturday of a three-day weekend. What was it? That was Labor uh, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yeah, it was Memorial Day 20, uh, 2013. Oh, we've been fucking, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was. Old, man. Wow. Um, so uh, there was a guy laying in his driveway. It was just writhing. And I told Brent, like, he's, I was like, what's going on? I was like, slow the truck down. I jumped out of the truck before it had even stopped moving, and I just told him to call 911. I thought this guy was having a heart attack or a seizure. No. He was definitely so hammered, he passed out in his own driveway at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday yeah. of a three-day weekend. Well, while trying to walk from the van that he was driving oh to his God. house. Oy, oy. So we helped him that into his house. house. And the reason we found out... We hope! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that we found out that he was drunk was because he had dropped his beer and was, like, fumbling for it and fell. Um, so... And he was older than probably we are now. Yeah, he was probably in his 50s. I imagine he's dead at this point. Yeah, I mean, probably he had cirrhosis of liver. Don't make it go home. So <laughs> his liver certainly did. <laughs> this guy tried to do both. So this letter... <laughs> he failed on the going home part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he had like two out of three in bed. He's like, meatloaf. Yeah. Um, so Brett yeah, and I yeah, have I established a rule for three-day weekends. Pace, Pace yourself or you'll be crawling towards your own front door on Saturday afternoon. Oh, wait, you think it's your own front door. Yeah. You'll be crawling towards a front door. Yeah. And it's one of the great things about Labor Day. You know what they said? Hey, America, you work hard. We're going to give you, we know the, the summer's wrapping up, and then it's just back to business. It's the part of the year where you just sort of, you throw on that jacket, you go out, you do what you got to do, and you live for these other three months. Well, this is the end of it, and we're going to give you one extra day to live it up. I'm saying live it up, but pace yourself. Yeah, you can drink all weekend. That's fine. I'm probably going to do that. <laughs> but. I've already drank two till, days in a row, so yeah, three. Uh, I, four. Um, Learn from others. What we're saying is you don't have to drink all of your beer at once. It's it's just, it's a guideline. I mean, it's, it's I, I started my day off with a cup of coffee and then a second cup of coffee and then a beer that was 7.2. Yeah. And Brent's drinking the musical chairs. 
This guy's done way too I wasn't drinking. This is just there. Oh, okay. I thought you were drinking another one. I was like, what are we talking about pacing ourselves? You're no, I have to beers. drive down to Meadville. I don't want to have multiple IPAs in my system on 79. This another thing you have to watch out for is I'm sure that they have some click it or ticket freaking cops everywhere. Oh, when it comes to holiday weekend. weekends, police are everywhere. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. Uh, I'm not getting on any highways at all. They're like no. you furniture salesmen on like labor on like um, Labor Day weekend. Yep. Yeah, or Mother's Day. That's always a big one. Yep. We get the major holidays off the Christmas Thanksgiving, but when it comes to like Labor Day or you know something like that, I want an auto in your own. <laughs> your your ass is working on Cinco de Mayo. Oh yeah. Why isn't Cinco de Mayo a bigger holiday? I don't know, but you know what? The first day I ever bartended, that was my first day of bartender training. I oh, will shit. never forget how to make a margarita. Oh, uh, well, that is awesome. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> threw you straight into the it fire. Literally. Yeah. Um, so Nick, <laughs> we want to talk to you about BuddyCast. I was an, I was a guest on BuddyCast probably about a month ago now, maybe a little longer. Uh, how has your show grown? I think the last time you were on was, oh gosh, it had to have been. When he was on with us, it was a year ago yeah. because I know that because of the Facebook memories, I had one of us just chilling at um, Lavery afterwards. That's right. And that yeah. came up one year ago this week. And that was sort of what got it in my mind also because Nick and I have been talking about getting him back on the show. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for yeah. it. So, yeah. like, so what, what's happened with uh, Buddy Cast the last, last time year? I've been on Idiot Bill. Um, a lot has happened. We've got some amazing people on the show. We've, we've been in running with you guys for the best podcast, you know. And um, we all lost out to our eerie, <laughs> which yeah. we'll be having was, as a guest soon. Yeah. yeah, we were supposed to have them last but week. It's but, on uh, yeah. Um, we, BuddyCast has just grown exponentially beyond my wildest dreams. Um, we've had returning guests like John Mahon, which you've met personally. Yeah. Um, we've had you know, um, we did a live remote for the first time at the um, Flagship City Food Hall, which was amazing. That was our two-year anniversary. I talked, I contacted, um, I contacted John and said I'd love to do something like this for free, and he said, "Come on down, we'd love to have you." That's awesome. Yeah, that is, I'm so sad about great. John. By the way, he's moving. Oh really? Yeah, he's he's moving back to Australia. Which is to I saw family. that. Yeah, John Persinger's uh, he's going back to Australia. I liked his his stance on it though that he feels like everything is. Moving in the right direction. Yes. In good hands. And I know they're going to... Yes, well, I saw that that was happening this week, but you know damn well that I wasn't keeping track of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, so we've done things like that, and we're still growing. Right now, I'm taking a small break because I've got some family things to worry about. I've got, you know, I'm trying to... I'm get, moving into this new job, so i got to rearrange the schedule a little bit. We might be moving to once a week like you guys do, or we might just be doing, like, a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because I'm going to have a three-day weekend with this new job. Mm -hmm. So, but... Um, um, we're still figuring things out. We're still trying to, hey, maybe this will work, maybe that will work, but it's it's in the works, you know, and I've got plenty of buddies that I know I want to reach out to. I've got plenty of new people that all it takes is, hey, would you like to be on a podcast for yours? Sure, why not? Yeah, there you go. And, and the way that you, you go about it as far as, hey, do you want to be on my show? And it, every time I think, of, I, I was thinking about, we had a little bit of a disconnect because you had something you had to take care of. 
when when I was on, it was like I am so looking forward to doing this, and I was in such a great mood when mm-hmm. we were done. There's no way because you're just talking about good stuff. You're talking about having fun, and you know what makes a good buddy, and, and all that stuff. And we just had the best exactly. Time. And that's what I want the show to be. I want the show to be. I've had people. I had a musician on one time who just lost his job the week before he came on BuddyCast. He came on BuddyCast and he sent me a message afterwards saying, you know, I've had a rough week. I just, you know, I lost my job. I've been just, everything's down in dumps. I came in your show and you reminded me of the good times. You reminded me of why I do what I do. So thank you. I really needed that. It's that's what I want. overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted BuddyCast to be because I started it during the 2020 pandemic. I started it during everything's just going to pots right now. What's get people back to why do you love to do what you do? Why do you love to uh, do a podcast? Why do you love to be an actor even though you haven't had a job since 2019? Why do you love to be the you know the um, the vendor on the street corner on the popular street corner that everyone loves and knows in this city? But yet you know business may be slacking nowadays. That's why I started the show and it's grown beyond my wildest imagination since. Uh, one thing I'll say about your show that I, I you know I, I got in pretty early mm-hmm. just just trying to help everybody I can and then from the technical standpoint what I've seen from your show is you've always had some good interviews you've always had a decent rapport but I feel like in the last year more so than ever I feel a lot more of the Nick that I know in your show mm-hmm. I feel like there's like this level of I've done this a few times I'm comfortable with it like you knew where the thing was going mm-hmm. and now it's just like I can put all of me into this uh-huh. and get it there and, and that's, that's palpable that's what I think that's I'm gonna be honest with you Nick I've noticed you know your your views and stuff and I've noticed they've been going up and up yeah and I think that's a big reason why is because you've sold yourself as the person that we know mm-hmm. and that's what happens when you have 250 episodes like I've been looking at some of my old episodes and you know you probably have all done this you've looked back at an old episode of video bill and gone oh god what were we thinking back there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh you have no idea jump in the screen and just punch yourself in the bases. I was like, what are you doing? What are you what is going on? Get your act together or something like that. But then you look back and you progress nowadays. You look back at your most recent episode and you're like, that's where we are. That's where that's who we are today. And that was me. Like I've been thinking like I've been watching my old TV show. Like I've been watching the old show and I've been like, what the heck was I thinking back then? Like I was interviewing like Jerry Clark from the Pizza Bomber and I'm like stumbling over my words. I'm like, oh God Nick, get yourself together. (laughs) If I interview them today I'd be oh like, gosh. hey, where were you on this day at this time when the pizza bomber happened? You know, yeah. what was it like seeing that? Like, it's more in depth, it's more comfortable because you've done it 250 times. Right. Yeah, I, was just saying, yeah. I feel like you had to go through that, though, exactly. in order to get where you are now. Bingo. All That's these the episodes, point. and Anna can definitely attest to this the longer you do it, the more comfortable you get. 100%. It's definitely more. And you, you learn as you go along. You learn yeah. as you go along. You learn, like, hey, maybe I should incorporate this, or maybe I should make this question like I've added so much to the show like I always start with the question of why do you do what you do like what got you into 
this? Like, what got you into podcasting? You know, mm-hmm. what got you into um, voiceover acting? You know, something. But then I go with the. I end with the two questions, which are um, the advice question, which is the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, and then the buddy question. You know, the buddy question comes first. But what makes you know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? And then the advice question. What's your advice to anyone who wants to start a podcast nowadays? What's your advice to anyone who wants to be an actor? You know? I think, like, looking back at you reflecting on your own show is really cool because, like, as an artist, as a, you know, part of a team of podcasters, like, one of the things... I don't know about you when you started this or they when they started this show, but I've started many projects that mm-hmm. you, it's like you stop and you try to do research and like, what's the best way you can do this? And you overthink it so much at the beginning that sometimes those don't, projects don't even get off the ground. So for as much as we're all probably looking back and going, what the hell? <laughs> oh, yeah, and we do that all the time. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you started it. Like you, you started somewhere, you jumped in, you figured it out on the way. And that is a really cool experience mm-hmm. on its own. And it, it all started just as that dream. Like, you know, I, I, work for a news station I'm going to be leaving soon but I see all the behind the scenes stuff I see all the negativity I see you post the COVID status for the you know the time oh. and people come back and tell you to go do unholy things to yourself you know yeah like Something you're like the that. one who invented those numbers exactly like, so you I'm didn't like, just, just get a report from yeah. the Department of Health you got it I'm like <laughs> I'm just saying what we were told that's fake you know yeah. so I I'm just like how can people be this way so I interviewed Dr. Patch Adams for my real job and you know like how can we get back to the positivity how can we get back to just all the happiness you know even in a dark troubling times where there is no happiness and then afterwards I'm like I could do this for just as the side thing like just as something on the side like just talk to people about people need it yes they need to remember why they started what they started why did you guys start this podcast to begin with not because oh there's a pandemic around and we just want to now we have the time or something because you guys had a message you wanted to get out to the world. Mm-hmm. You guys had a thing that you wanted to tell everybody here. You wanted to say, this is why we do what we do. Be better, Erie. Exactly. And that's why, you know, that's why the local street vendor down the street that everyone loves that, yeah, if you're not from Erie, you may not know him, but if you're from Erie, you know this person, like the back of your hand. Like, you know, someone just mentions like Romolos or something like that, or someone mentions like Oxos or something like, you know exactly what they're talking about. Why uh, do they keep doing it? celebrating our culture. Yes. And speaking of which, another thing that uh, has happened since the last time we had Nick on, you're 40 under 40, my man. That's yeah, awesome. That's Thank awesome. you. And I wanted to add a little thing with it, and it's something that I like about 40 under 40. If you're an outsider looking in, and I know that it was me looking at it like that. Before, I mean, think about it. You move here, you see it for the first time, or us all just getting in here. And at one point in time, we're all nobodies here. Nobody mm-hmm. cares who the hell we are. And you look at that, and you read through these qualifications, and it's just like... Ivy League schools and like high paying jobs and connections and shit that you just don't have and it felt like it was inaccessible to us nobodies what I like about what Nick did here is yes you are educated you have skills but this was from you going out there and just being like I want to help the world be a better place I want to put myself out there there are things that mean a lot to you like you do a lot with with dwarfism and stuff you do Mm -hmm. a lot with buddy Yeah, but you just wanted to be in this and being a part of the solution. And to see something like that recognized in that publication, it sort of subverts what we thought it was. Well, because it is just important as... 
as somebody with an Ivy League degree doing some big, you know, something in our city that, like you said, feels inaccessible to people that didn't go down that path. Like, yeah, because, and, you know, I wasn't going to go to Yale. I don't come from a ton of money. Right. But what I can be is somebody's buddy. What I can do is help people out. Right. Exactly. And that's why I love seeing things like that. And like, that's what I love about people. There are book smart and there are people smart. There are people who have all the information, can help you in this job, blah, 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 you know, can help you grow these statistics or whatever. But if they can be the salesman that talks to you personally about why you need this bed, why mm. you need, like Tommy Boy, for example, you know, we've all <laughs> seen that movie, we love it. Still, Tommy I think Boy it's was like my, yeah, yeah. one of the best sales movies ever. He was he was the brightest tool in the shed, but at the same time, he made the sales because he cannot do with people. He's like, wait a minute, let's talk about why you need this product. It's about that. It's about, yeah, I didn't go to Yale, I didn't go to Harvard or whatever, but I know people to the point, like, I know you're struggling right now because you haven't had a sale in X amount of years, but yet you are still doing, you're still waking up and you're still continuing your job. You haven't sent your resignation in yet because you have a passion for it. You know. Yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a passion for it. You have the stability, you know. You, I think it boils down to like, especially in somewhere like Erie, that there are so many people walking so many different paths of life. Mm-hmm. But we are all part of this community, we yes. all make up this community, and recognizing that we aren't mm. all, you know, success isn't measured on the same wavelength for everybody, mm-hmm. and how are different, how can we celebrate different successes? Exactly. You know, Albert Einstein says it perfectly, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it's going to think its life, it's stupid, the entire life, you know, it's right. going to think it's stupid, it's entire life. That's how, you know, how many times have we been in school where we've been judged with, okay, if you can score higher than this on your test, you're smart. If you don't, then you're dumb or something like that. But yet, there are some students who are better in chemistry than they are in mathematics. There are some students who are better in English than they are in, um, you know, something like in history or something like that. It's all about finding your niche. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that we deal with in society as a whole, is that we're all kind of taught to look at those people that went and got those Ivy League educations that come from the money and to solve our problems, to make that difference in our community, because we don't believe that we're equipped enough to do it. Stuff like yeah, you just going out with a laptop and a dream mm-hmm. and, and making that difference and getting recognized on that scale, it shows to me that if you want to make the difference, just get started doing it. Like, our path to salvation can be any of us. Exactly. That's, that's what I appreciate about it. That's what I like, and that's what I like about the way the 40, for, uh, yeah, 40 under 40 goes mm-hmm. is because that's who needs to be celebrated. And true, yes, the, if there's somebody here who's making a bunch of jobs with all that education and all that money and they're yeah. Investing back into things like Persinger has like yeah, a bunch of yeah, you know political pool money yeah. education and he used it to get some things built in Erie. Yeah, right. fucking recognize that. Of course, shit on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying like other people like us, like Nick, who are out there just trying to make things do better something. with what they just have. Do something. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love seeing that recognized because it shows everybody else who's reading that thought that that sort of like that that sort success, of recognition. Yeah, it's unattainable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That they can do it too. Yes, and that's the beauty of it. Anyone can do anything. This literally just started with that dream. After interviewing Patch Adams, I'd love to do this full time. Like I'd love to do this on the side. I talked to my fian- now fiance about it, and was just like, you know, I'd love to do something like this. I have connections. I have enough connections to get me started. I can build the rest as I find them. You know, like I can build the rest as I talk to people like Sinbad or Stephen Tobolowsky. But until then. 
here's the beat, you know, here's the base ground that I can do it. And that's where it all started. That's awesome. No, and I think like starting like let's be honest, sometimes we start these projects for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because we feel like it's something that other people can appreciate. Exactly. And, and so, that's the point of BuddyCast. Because you never know who's gonna be listening. You never know, okay, I have this author that's gonna be on. You never know who's out there that has that book in the back of their mind that they've been trying to push out for years, but they don't know where to go after that. They don't know how do I reach a publishing company? How do I reach and that was one of the first success stories I heard of BuddyCast was an author I had an author on his name was Aaron Ozzy, great guy for he wrote a children's book that's really far selling. Another author whose name is Zia right now um, was listening in because he was on the show beforehand. Was listening. He's like, I got this great children's book idea, but I didn't know where to go. He got in contact, like, Hey, I got, I saw you on BuddyCast. Um, can you help me with this idea? Those two got in touch. So but cool. being, bada yeah. boom, he now has yeah. a, he now has a children's that's book so cool. out. <laughs> that's sort of also what goes with it. Why I love this the, the platform as a whole, but I think. It just shows of what we're talking about, how it's an everyman thing. Like, yeah, and that's why you I get ask- those connections and help other people in tertiary ways where you're not necessarily the guy facilitating it, just because of you're what you've done, piece. just going yeah, out but- and helping. And that's why I asked the advice question at the end. What's your advice to anyone who wants to be who you are today? What's your advice to anyone who wants to start a podcast today? What's your advice to anyone who wants to be an actor? What's your advice to anyone who wants to be a like musical composer or something? Because they all got their start from somewhere. They all started as you and me who just had a dream and this is how they got started. What's your advice to comedians? Every comedian has told me the same exact thing. Right. Get stage time. Work on your stuff. Test jokes. Because everyone thinks all oh, these comedians started you know just like someone like Jeff Foxworthy or like Tammy Pescatelli just started picked up a mic one day told a few jokes and then became signed from that moment. Signed, sealed, delivered. There's a name out of the past by the way Tammy Pescatelli. I love her. She is a personal friend of mine. Maybeville's own. Let's Yes. Okay. Yeah. Brett has a couple of questions for you. Bingo. And then we are going to play a little game. Sounds All good. Right, sounds so, good. Brett, let's go ahead and, and ask Nick what we ask every single guest. What's your sign? No. <laughs> so if I'm looking for Sagittarius. buddy, yeah. If I'm looking for buddy cast, I want to see what you guys are up to. The people that you've talked to, or maybe even interested on in being on myself someday, because I think I have a story to tell. But you are on. If I'm a listener. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend you weren't. Yeah. Where would I find you on social media? You can find us on our Facebook page, Buddy Cast. You can see our logo. It's a guy behind a computer with a lot of colors on the computer. You can find us on Anchor. You can find us on Spotify. There's a ton of different platforms that you can find us on. Apple Podcasts and more. And our website, www.buddycastpodcast.com. And finally, it's a question you always end with. What does it mean for you to be somebody's buddy? To me, to be someone's buddy is to be compassionate and listening. You know, uh, C.S. Lewis says it best. Friendship is born when one friend says it to another. Hey, you too? I thought I was the only one. It's about being compassionate, hearing their stories, hearing what makes them unique, why they love to do what they love to do, and being compassionate with them. Being sympathetic. Yeah, maybe you aren't the biggest um, sci-fi fan in the world, but this person has a passion for sci-fi that they made it into a career and now make comic books or something like that. Make them, you know, make that listen to them. Hear them out because you never know when they're going to strike a note that's going to be similar to your note. 
thank you so much. So we're going to do a little thing that we've started doing dump recently. Dump, 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 dump. Uh, and we're going to play a game called the Idiot Phil Questions, which I basically pinched wholesale from uh, Stephen Colbert. Thank mm-hmm. you, Stephen. Yeah. So uh, what we're going to do is put one minute, one on, minute the on the clock. I'm going to read the first question, and then Brent's going to start the timer, because I think we're kind of screwing people a little bit by, by starting it before I start reading. So I'm going to ask you questions. You have one minute. Best answer to each question. First thing that comes to your mind. Got it. All right. The first question, and Brent, as soon as I finish the question, yep. start the timer. Uh, the first question is, what is the best sandwich? The best sandwich would be the sandwich I make, which could be literally anything from deli meats to any condiment you can think of. All right. What's one thing you own that you really should throw out? Comic books. Don't do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding on that one. Probably, um, probably like newspaper clippings or stuff like that. Okay. Uh, what beach at the peninsula are you going to? Beach 11. Okay. Start bench cut. Smith's hot dogs, pepperoni balls, sponge candy. Start the um, sponge candy because it makes my fiance the happiest. Bench Smith hot dogs, cut pepperoni balls. But that's a really hard choice. It's the best out of the two. You know, it's I fine. gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Don't explain. We are yeah, yeah, on no, time. No, no. What was the, who was the last person you asked for an autograph? Last person I asked for an autograph would probably be. I would have to say Dan Aykroyd. All right. What's your least favorite smell? Least favorite smell is probably garbage or shit. Last question. Okay. Most annoying local fan base, Browns, Steelers, or Bills? Oh, God. Browns. All right. Thank you so much, Nick, for joining us. Uh, Thank we you really for having appreciate me. I love taking this show. the time. Other than Buddy Cast, this is my favorite show in Erie, Pennsylvania. We understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we get it. <laughs> yeah. We get it. And, and we love Buddy Cast. And uh, give Buddy Cast a listen. Uh, for Anna Hartvigson. Go listen to Buddy Cast and also shameless plug for uh, our former guest, Rebecca Stein. Go vote for Blind Tiger for the USA Today favorite cocktail mixers. Absolutely. For our, uh, our guest, Mr. Nick Sorensen. Please go be someone's buddy. For Brent and Liberty. Love you, Eric. I am Dill Spears, and we will see you in hell. The Idiotville team would like to thank Community Access Media, the Atacalypse Food Truck, Palermo Realty, our Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners for their support and contributions. We love you, Eerie.